Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today, we have Amanda King. Hey, here I am. Hey. <laughs> Amanda King is a great name. Thank you. I always hated it. because what? Because, okay, there's two reasons why. First of all, King, very masculine. It is very masculine. Also very monarchic. Very. Not a fan. No. And then Amanda is like, you know, the typical childhood teasing of Amanda. <laughs> So, like, all together, I was just like, no. You're dude on dude. Yeah, really. Dude. You're a man. The king. The king. The king. Yeah. You're uh-huh. Amanda King. You're, that's kind of, you got balls, you know? I appreciate it more now. I like yeah. the king part now. Yeah. But, you know, as a kid, I was like. Well, and the king, like, like uh, in terms of the blues uh, genre, there are so many kings. Yeah, BB King. My BB initials, king. my uh, was Amanda BB King. No, no, what? Which my science teacher really appreciated. What do you mean BB King? Well, because my middle name is Bridget. Yeah. And then you do this like Catholic confirmation name thing, mm-hmm. and I picked Saint Blaise because I was born on Saint Blaise's Day. Also, there's Saint a Blaise, Saint Blaise, patron saint of throats, which I like to attribute my. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing! But also, like patron saint of throats and blaze, it's like when you're blazing. I know, I know. It's all about the, the throat. Thing. Oh, dude, cool choice. How yeah. old are you? Uh, like twelve, thirteen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can. But also a male saint, so yeah. it's a lot of a lot of male <laughs> names going on. Amanda BB King, dude, that's so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. There were like three kings. There were like a bunch of kings in the blues thing. But yeah, BB King. Mm-mm-mm. I think I saw BB King. There's, uh, Whoa. Yeah. Nice. I, is that even possible? I saw Buddy Guy and uh, no, and Taj Mahal. No, I haven't seen any kings. My dad saw one of the kings okay. in, in concert, but uh, that's another story. That's so funny that you were teased for being Amanda. Yeah. That's so lame. Like, Ugh, guys, get a little bit more creative. It's, really? Yeah. What, what Did you get any name stuff? Um, with Beros as a surname, my dad as a kid was um, teased as a bear's ass. Bear ass, yeah, bear ass. That's good. It's all right. It's uh, like classic childhood. It's, it's good. It's like dumb, yeah. so it's good. Um, and then uh, my middle name is Francesca. Ooh. Mm. And my mum wanted to call me Francesca, not Anna, but she was too too worried that I was going to get teased as Fanny. And in right. Australia, Fanny is yeah. uh, is the vagina. Mm-hmm. So uh, Christoph Schmidt now calls me uh, Fanny. <laughs> <laughs> I might adopt it too. I quite yeah. Fanny's but cute, but now it's subversive. It's cool. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I actually really like it, Fanny. Yeah, it's very Ina Blyton, it, right? <laughs> Fanny and Dick. Oh yeah. my god, that killed me as a kid. I was like, Are you kidding me? Like. The protagonists of a children's book are Fanny and Dick. Like, do you want me to get pornographic as a 12-year-old? <laughs> I was younger than that. Which reminds me that walking here, you've probably heard this before, but I had to stop and take a photo of a restaurant. Mm. Oh, yeah. Are you talking about butt spicy? Yeah. And as I was, I was like, Ugh, Amanda, why do you have to be 12 years old? But I, I had to. I had to stop. And I'm like trying to like subtly take out my phone. And then this like middle-aged man walking past, like he knows exactly what I'm doing. And he just starts laughing. And he goes, butt spicy. It's ridiculous that uh, they've called it butt spicy it's great. restaurant. Yeah. It's uh, I do want to eat there just so I can say I've been to the butt spicy restaurant. Yes. And I want to get something extra hot. You yeah. Know? Like, I really want to feel it. You let it live up to its name. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I love that you took a photo. Well, the first time I saw it, I was with um, with Alex, my, my housemate. And yeah, just like I felt too childish to do it. Yeah. Not but me. Not, <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Amazing. Ah, uh, names, names. Um, oh, you know, yeah. speaking of names, yeah. I gotta throw this in because uh, the best joke I ever, after hearing just Amanda mm-hmm. for like 20 years, 
30 years. Mm-hmm. I was on a like a Tinder date a few years ago and this guy was like, oh, your name's Amanda. So I guess you, you get the thing all the time. And I was like, what are you? And he goes, uh, what's, and, and actually he said this in Australian accent, which made it work better. But he was like, uh, what's better than eating a mandarin? Well, a ma- a eating man- a mandarin out. A me- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. That's, yeah. Oh, that's, that's sexy too. It's, and it's complimentary. Uh-huh. Way, you should have grown up in Australia. Yeah, I wish. Yeah. Have you been? No. Good. <laughs> I'm like the only Irish person who hasn't yeah, gone right? over there and gotten drunk and sunburnt for there six months. There was such a huge um, immigration, like yeah. migration of, of Irish people during the global financial crisis. Mm-hmm. It was like either people looking for a job were Irish or Italian. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. I met so many, well, I actually didn't meet that many. I left quite soon <laughs> after, but I had a bad, I didn't like Irish people for a long time. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and like my, um, my grandmother is Irish mm. and so... So it's like me hating my, myself. But all the Irish people that I met in Australia were really arrogant somehow. Yeah. They just or or like dodgy. Like I lived with this guy and uh, and he would just be leaving the house at odd times. Huh. And then he he would do this thing where I'd be like uh, chatting with him. And then I was like, oh, so what are you doing tonight? And he'd be like, like I already told you. Whoa. And he would do that all the time. It was like, Whoa. wow. And then it'll be like, oh, we're going out for some... Like, I still was so nice. I was like, <laughs> we're going out for some beers. You want to join us? He's like, well, what bar? I was like, oh, the Victoria. He's like, is it any good? And I'm like, oh my God, this is not fun. Whoa. Yeah. And it got to the point where I um, spoke with my, my main housemate and I was like, we need to get rid of this guy. Nice. His name was Gary. Oof. Not a good cunt. And, uh, yeah, and we got, we got him out, but it was, like, I was scared. Like, I, I was worried that he would come into my room or something. Like, Ugh. I didn't feel safe. Yeah, it sucks when you've got, like, when you don't trust your housemates. Yeah, no, it's not okay. Mm. It's not okay. But then I moved to Berlin and I've met really nice Irish people. Nice. I actually didn't realize you were Irish. <laughs> that yeah you have like your accent is way like where how did you how did you change it i really i feel like i made a conscious effort to try and get it back i don't know like ever since now was, it's coming out a little bit more I now think, I, think it, I think that happens too when i'm called on it i'm like yeah. oh i really don't know i'm always just like oh maybe i'll watch too much sesame street because i didn't leave ireland until i was like in my until i was 20 the first time and i even oh. when i was younger i got these kind of People would sort of be like, where are you from? Or like, what's up with your... From Dublin? I'm from Clare, just on the West Coast. Ah. Is that C-L-A-R-E? C-L-A-R-E, yes. Oh, that's my mom. <laughs> that's my mom's name. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. There you go. Oh. Maybe that's why she was called Claire, because of her... Yeah. Oh, no, that, no, no, wrong grandparent. <laughs> wrong grandparent. Oh. Wrong side. No, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> so you've always had a not particularly Irish accent. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. No, no, Nobody in my family has this issue either. Um, it's just you yeah like i definitely re- like rebelled against uh the australian accent quite mm. heavily and uh i oh, so instead of being teased for my name which yeah anna it's not there's not a lot to do with that anna like, banana oh, nah. same from the front is from the back <laughs> yeah anna banana anna spanner uh, wow just let's like, just bully let's just take some time and just like develop new yeah, ways to <laughs> bully, bully annas yeah there's so many annas in the world it's such mm. a common name but no i would te- i was getting teased a lot for my kiwi 
accent. So they'd be like, oh, say six, say six. Right. Because Kiwis say six. But I don't know. I think Australians also say that. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I really just resisted the Australian accent. And, uh, yeah, never really sounded like Australians say I sound Aussie. And okay. then Kiwis say I can hear the Kiwi. Yeah. And that's nice. But, uh, but yeah, like now I speak. I've, I once met an, uh, an American woman. Uh, no, I met an Australian woman at a show once, and she was like, oh, where are you from? And I was like, oh, Melbourne. And she was like, no, no, you're from the States. I was like, no, 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 no. She oh, was wow. like, no, no, you're from the States. I'm like, where are you from? She's like, oh, I'm from Sydney. I'm like, cool. Like, I'm also from the East Coast. And she's like, oh, New York. I was like, I just told you Whoa. that I'm from Melbourne. Like, yeah. what? And she just wouldn't, wouldn't take it. It was so bizarre. Yeah. So you get a lot that people are like, you don't know, you do not. Yeah, people, well, they'll often, they rarely say that to me. It's more like months later, they'll be like, somebody will say something about my accent. And then they'll be like, yeah, when I first met you, I also thought you were from somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I just genuinely thought you were from the States. Mm. So. I have mixed feelings, like, because it doesn't offend me in one sense. Like, mm. I, I quite like the American accent, North American accent. Yeah. But it's just that feeling of like, oh, the thought of like being thought of as putting it on or yeah, something is so yeah, yeah, cringe yeah. it's like oh yeah totally totally yeah. i i agree although i just i don't i don't yeah i don't really care anymore it's like yeah i think once you've you've lived away long enough and uh you meet so many people who have no idea about anything yeah. you're just like what i don't know <laughs> like uh, i also blame all the people i spend time around yeah. so i spent a lot of time around scottish people and then uh, and that weirded out my accent quite a lot yeah and then uh i had like a, a an american well, he was Colombian, but he spent a lot of time in Boston and Miami, uh, ex-husband. And so that also affected my accent. Right. Heaps. And yeah. It's oh, just, that's cool. Yeah. So I don't, it's not affected, but it's like, it's mm-hmm. just been an influence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were talking before we started recording. I think it, the conversation that we had was really interesting about like, what's your, okay. So, and if you don't want to talk about it, it's totally mm-hmm. cool. Um, <laughs> but like in terms of the Berlin love scene, sex scene, like what's your what's your take on 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 Berlin as a, a place for love and sex? Hmm. Good question. I mean, because when I first moved here, I was I don't know if I'd even say I was out of a relationship, but I was massively heartbroken. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I had like fallen head over heels like, yeah. And then it all crumbled as it does Mm -hmm. so I think when I first came to Berlin I was like I mean I was going on a bunch of dates because I was new to a city so like that was fun when did you when did you get here I got here in like August 2016 ah okay I got here in January 2016 oh nice yeah okay same year hello it was a good summer good time yeah that summer was amazing so hot oh my god it was it was and the festivals and just the that was a wonderful summer yeah brilliant Brilliant. and like when I was going on dates I think I was kind of open to like a relationship type thing Mm because I hadn't been in one in a while but I mean in general I found dating in Berlin pretty garbage I guess that's I don't know it's like it's better than dating in Ireland okay what's it like dating in Ireland (laughs) oh god I don't know I mean well the last time I lived in Ireland uh it was like a weird I had lived in Dublin a few times before and then moved away moved back everybody I knew had either left the country or they were like coupled up having Mm -hmm. babies buying houses Mm -hmm. so I was pretty much a loner that year and I was like going on dates to kill time and like I did have some great dates with tourists (laughs) I was like a sucker for the tourist date I was like oh these guys they've come to Dublin they don't know what to do they don't know where to go they don't Mm -hmm. know what to eat 
I'm like, I'll take them under my wing, get to go to my favorite bars, get to eat at my favorite restaurants, not by myself for a change. I'm like, it's a win-win. They get a free tour guide. Occasionally we'll hook up. Very often we won't, but like still. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, I don't know. But like in terms of actually meeting somebody, Mm -hmm. uh, like it's just... Okay, so this is a good thing about Berlin, because in Ireland, if you're in your mid-30s and you're, well, I guess it was 30 when I was last there, but still, if you're single, it's like, you're a freak, you know, it's like, it's so focused around settling down. And I think Australia is quite similar. Like, um, Mm. I don't think people there consider it like that. Like, Mm -hmm. they they have a feeling that there's this, um, you know, progressive openness and people are exploring themselves. But no, man, like, everyone I know, they they couple up, Mm. like, and and they settle down. And then once they're out of a relationship, they might be single for, like, three months, but then they're they're coupled up again. And it's immediately into, like, maybe they do open things, but it's Mm -hmm. immediately into living together, like, quite quickly. And then just integrating into each other's friendship groups and all of that it's i i find it mad so coming to berlin where it's Mm -hmm. like oh it's totally the norm to be single Mm -hmm. at like no matter what age like you can be 70 and you can be swinging and you can like whatever like i found that really freeing like there's no like track that you feel like you should be on Mm -hmm. um but i think it's true that it's one of those cities where everybody's just like super flaky you can get whatever you want whenever you want so like you know it's it's not the place to look for a relationship or anything no (laughs) it's really not like i yeah i i was single for and i needed to be single for like almost you know the first the first year i was seeing someone and that ended up being a long-term relationship but i was like quite um intensely like no i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to i've just left a marriage like i'm very broken um and so like yeah had lots of weird weird uh, encounters like picking up guys at, at clubs or which is hard to do in berlin actually i've yeah i feel like i've never been approached by a bar like at a bar you yeah know? It's, it's not a thing no no you have to approach them that's what i i did um and then yeah and it's always it's always through work i think mm. that you you end up meeting people I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's that, like the, the actual good relationship possibilities I think it's always through work or friends of friends, but, mm. Mm. and, uh, and then, yeah. And then, uh, I was in this relationship for like almost two years on and off, but then on for like a solid year. And then when I left him, I jumped into another relationship with a comedian (laughs) 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 and then I finished that and kind of like jumped back around a bit. And then I just, I was single in the comedian scene and I just went a little bit, right bunkers <laughs> and uh and then i was like no more of that and uh and then and then it was the pandemic and then that was a rubbish time to be single in berlin oh my god but you've had something the whole time through the pandemic yeah actually timing wise that was very lucky because i was like you know the last couple of years i just haven't been i haven't been dating like going on dates and stuff mm-hmm. because i'm like why would i like i got out of a relationship to in 2019 Mm -hmm. and I was like fuck this noise I was Mm -hmm. like that was even though for the most part it was like a pretty chill good Mm -hmm. relationship until Mm -hmm. the end Mm -hmm. um I was just like oh what the worst version of myself that was like I I just learned after coming out of that that like wow when I actually have time to like be at home and like 
be creative and mm-hmm. just chill with my friends without some dude there. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I was like, so, so yeah, I wasn't dating cause I wasn't looking for anything. Mm-hmm. And then I'd had this like crush. Um, and we ended up, uh, like hooking up just before the pandemic. And mm-hmm. um, so they're in like a very committed, happy relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and their girlfriend's like amazing. And, mm-hmm. uh, but like just having something, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, uh, because I mean, in the pandemic, I mean, you couldn't, de- you couldn't get to know anybody new, really. In the I pandemic, did. So. I learned. I met a lot of people. I was like, you know what? I'm just meeting one other person, and like, I did a few dates where I was like, let's stay socially distant, and then I was like, okay, yeah. we're, we're not doing this. I'm gonna risk getting COVID because I'm so lonely. Yeah. You know, that's that's Which, where I got no to. No shame in that. You no. Know? I'm sure if I hadn't had like something going on, I would have probably been. Yeah. Forced. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I did that and like also not drinking. So it was like these dates where I was sober meeting these people and like <sighs> COVID, so, like the first lockdown where everyone was genuinely scared yeah. of what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I went on a bunch of dates. I went on a bunch and it was just horrible. Like I, uh. and, and using, using the apps, like it was, it was, uh, it was only bearable because that was all you could do. Like you couldn't yeah. go to bars. That was the only reason why I was justifying spending the amount of time mm. that you spend on those things. It's such a time suck. Oh, I fucking hate it. I hate it. It's like online shopping. It's like yeah. I prefer to just not shop. Like I prefer to just find the thing that I need when I need yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but the pandemic, you can do that. And um, mm. and I, yeah, I had like the least sex I've ever had in 2020. But uh but that's okay. Like it's not a, it's not a, it's not a competition. <laughs> there's time. There's time. Yeah. There's time. But I, I think dating apps in general, like outside of a pandemic, I just think there's yeah such a time waste, and they, mm-hmm. um, you're you're oh, just too many dates, not enough chemistry, and yeah. um, yeah. I used to love them. Like I was such a big fan when they came out. I was mm-hmm. like, why didn't we think of this sooner? Yeah. And like just to meet people outside of your circle and like, when did they come out? When I was like 20, 20, 23-ish? Maybe I 20? think they came out quite late actually because I remember my little brother had Tinder when I was getting married and that was, and that was pretty brand new. Mm. And that was uh, like 2013. Okay. Whenever it was. I think I was, like, on there from the start. No shit. And if ever I wasn't in a relationship, which is most of the time, like, as I was saying, <laughs> I'm sort of single by default. But, like, I would, I just love the thought of, like, oh, I can go to a new bar and talk to a new person. Yeah. But I've definitely, like, I've deleted them all now. Um, yeah. In the last, like, six months and stuff. Like, I just... Actually, I think longer. I think in the fall, and then I then I downloaded one like for like a few weeks, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Fuck this shit!" I was like, "I could just download a crossword app. Like, right. it's so much more fun." Or meditation. Like that was yeah. what I ended up doing. It was like, <clears throat> if I meditate every time instead of going on a dating app, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be a better person for when I do meet a good person. Yeah. Like I, blah. yeah, I deleted all of them again when I'm trying to remember. I. Uh, I had them again in January and in February and then I, yeah, I spiraled and I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I need to not be, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, like I've got a, it's not even a joke. It's just a line that rhymes in my comedy set that people laugh. I think just cause it rhymes. It's like, I, uh, I delete the dating apps cause I don't need a reminder on my phone to tell me that I'm alone. <laughs> like, I don't need it. Like I'm so aware. The worst is when like you would swipe left on someone and then they would be like, are you sure you meant to do that? 
I'm like, I've never are seen you, that. Oh my god, I forget which one that was, but they'd be like, Amanda, you just swiped left on Justin. Are, <laughs> was that a mistake? Oh like, god. are you are you telling me to lower my standards right now? Are you is that, are you Whoa. like think again, Amanda? That could have been your last chance. Oh my god, see, I, could, I would interpret it immediately as like that guy's below <laughs> below your standards. Like, yeah. like, like, wake up. You know, you can do better. That's hilarious. Yeah. No, I hadn't I hadn't seen that. I what was the last one you downloaded? Uh, the last one I was using was Hinge. Yeah, me too. Right. I liked Hinge. I liked its vibe. I, I used it a bit for promotion of my podcast <laughs> oh, and comedy. Nice. That's good. Because <laughs> one of the one of the cues was what do you um what do you enjoy during social distancing? And I had a picture of my podcast thing. Yeah. And so I, I actually got like I wanna do a, a dump of the screenshots that I took from yes. using that dating app because I had a lot of people be like oh my god like i downloaded this app because of your podcast or that's amazing oh my god like uh that story that you told and it's like oh god this is uh these people are listening like and it, that's great but it um yeah it felt a little bit exploited too <laughs> <laughs> good yeah yeah but it was also like validating it's like people are listening to my stuff yeah. wow that's amazing Why not <laughs> But no, I liked I liked I liked that platform a lot more because you could even just have chats and then like yeah, and I got way more a way pickier. It was like I want to have like really solid mm. good chats and and weed out all of the potential for like yeah moments. And you could do that with with Hinge, I think, because you were you know starting the chat with something very specific about the profile. Yeah, I liked how it did that. Like yeah. the prompts and stuff were better than than most of them. But. Within a short amount of time, I was seeing the same dudes from Tinder and Bumble. Mm. Yeah, they caught on. It was like, dude, I have swiped you away so many times and here you are again. I would do that and then I would be like, Amanda, that's you. I'm like, Amanda, you've been on the app since like, what, 2015? Like, you're that guy that keeps popping up and somebody's is like changing your picture that doesn't change. Like, it's still you. Yeah, it's like, that was just like your number three picture. Now it's number one. They're still going to figure it out. I think that was partly like, I think subconsciously that was why I deleted them too. I was like, I don't want to be so available. You know, like I'm not available right now, really. I love that. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, I did have that thought as well. It's like, if I'm seeing them, they're, they're seeing, they're seeing yeah. <laughs> And then it was like the double thing of like, and I'm promoting my stuff here. And it's like, oh, like, I'm I'm that guy. Like, I don't want to, yo, like, uh, like, a, like a comedy producer that's just trying to fuck their audience. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I... I mean, that's why we got into this game, though, right? Oh, absolutely, man. Just <laughs> it's for never that. worked for me. I've never, I've never had a, I've never been approached after a show by like a dude. No, like, never. Do you get approached by lesbians? maybe like once or twice yeah see they are so much more aggressive i get approached like i've had women come up to me after my shows and straight up be like i want to eat you out wow or like i want to fuck you and it's like oh my if god if you were a man do you know how how like not okay this would be like, oh i was gonna say do you know how hot that is <laughs> i mean depending on how hot they are it always comes down to how hot you can get away with so much if you're hot can't you <laughs> Like seriously, like in terms of like sexual harassment, yeah, no, it's, really it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy what women can get away with. Mm-hmm. It's like really, and I had this um really quite recently. This one girl who might be listening, shout out to <laughs> very cute girl. Um, yeah, she came up to me, and like I had the the guy that I'm seeing there. He came uh-huh. after the show as well, and I'm very clearly with the guy right. I'm seeing, like sitting on his lap and making out, yeah. and like a bit sloppy. And then she's coming to me, and she's like. Uh, I would really like to have sex with you. I think you're amazing. And I was like, wow. 
uh, I'm I'm currently with this guy, but like when this doesn't work anymore, I'll hit you up. Props to her. She's like, I'll wait. She's like 22 or 23. Oh, wow. oh that's that's great. She's really beautiful, but it's like wow, and just so direct. Like yeah. I'm so impressed by how direct these youngsters. These youngsters. They there's know another, what they're doing. There's another girl uh, who lives in Vienna who uh, just got like caught the end of one of my shows once and then came and met me after another one of my shows and uh she uh she texts me and she well when she was the very first time we met um uh she got my number and then she was like let's hang out before i go back to vienna and i was like yeah sure let's get a coffee and so we go on this like coffee walk whatever and um and at the end we get back to my place i'm like yeah i've got to do stuff she's like can i kiss you (gasps) and i was like yeah right (laughs) But during that chat, uh-huh. I was like uh, talking about my life and stuff. And she was like, oh, yeah, how old are you? And I was like, oh, you know, 30, whatever I was, 33. And, uh, and I was like, how old are you? And she was like, I don't want to tell you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just and kiss I- me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. And I was like. Okay, you saying that you don't want to tell me means you are yeah. young. Uh-huh. And and she kept kind of like trying to get out of it and trying to get out of it. And I was just eventually like... You should have been like, hold up how many fingers you are. <laughs> <laughs> clap. Clap your age. Um, but yeah, she eventually... I was like, it's just better if you tell me because mm. it's like, it's weird now. And she was 21. Wow. And I was like, like just 21. <sighs> so when she asked me to if she could kiss me, I was a bit like, this is... Like I am, I am twelve years older than yeah. her. Like this is this is an abuse of power. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. But she still like texts me cute things like on nice. Halloween or on Christmas. She'll like send photos of cookies and stuff oh, and like sweet. the start of spring. And she's just like, you know, I was just thinking about you and I hope you're doing really well. And she even came to one of my shows uh, like between lockdowns last year. She came when she was visiting Berlin and her friends. She came like for a full like paid a ticket. Like, like she was really there. And so, yeah, it's a, it's really sweet. And it like, is sweet. I don't want to, I don't feel any pity, you know, yeah, it's just yeah. like she, she enjoys the communication yeah. and I'm not taking advantage of her, but. That's lovely. Yeah. I want, I want a little puppy dog crush on me. Little fangirls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you've never had a guy try and hit on you after no. a show? No, I don't think ever. Is it, it like, so you predominantly predominantly do improv that's true yeah Yeah. is it like a different crowd vibe actually okay wait actually okay i was i was thinking purely of stand-up in my head Ah. i have had i have had guys flirt with me after improv yes oh well look at you yeah i guess it's just like with stand-up it seems to be the thing because it's not really like a like a stereotype like oh you do an improv (laughs) (laughs) improv is so hot (laughs) You you get off stage and people are like Wow, great space work. You know, like, it's just so ridiculous. Yeah, it does have a bit more of a, a nerd. Like, stand-up comics are total nerds. Yeah. But improv is a different it's level like, of... Yeah, it's much closer to theater, kid. Yeah. Without crossing the barrier, but like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So but yeah, are. no, I have, I've gotten some attention after improv shows. But you never, never followed never, through? Um, mm, they're just normally not that cute, you know? <laughs> yeah yeah no not really no no okay okay i've got a i've got a little set of fanboys at the moment nice (laughs) 
Oh, that's what my that's what the guy that I'm seeing calls them. He's like your fanboys. Uh-huh. But like one of them goes to a lot of my shows and other people's shows and then um another one has been to quite a few recently and then one has been to like every single one of my shows in the oh, last wow. two weeks and um and they've all been like ticketed shows. Like it's yeah. not like Oh, dang. Yeah. That's I love that into like, the crush. Yeah, right. Like, it's terrible that I'm valuing it based on the fact that he's paying to see So how me. much have you made from these fuckers? <laughs> yeah, he's really helping with my uh, social media advertising campaigns. Um, yeah, and uh, but the thing is I, I hooked up with a fan last year and it was not a good idea because he just had such a skewed... Like, I think what would be different from an improv fan to a stand-up fan is that when you're doing stand-up, you're, you know, you're doing, like... I, my my stuff is yeah. very blue like it's like it's a there's a lot of sex there's a lot of like me pushing mm-hmm. out my confidence as a sexual creature because that's what I'm trying to do for women yeah. and that's what I'm trying to I want to you know um yeah show uh strength as a woman owning her sexuality mm-hmm. and um and it's funny and and like yeah. and normal like not normalizing but like yeah like there's a lot of shame in there and let's like yeah get rid of that uh, and so, yeah, watching a stand-up set versus watching improv. Yeah. Improv is less like, let I mean, me tell you the dirtiest thing I've ever done. Well, with some of my teams, it's actually, it's it's been grosser than my stand Oh, <laughs> but, really? But the difference is like, yeah, in improv, you're not playing yourself. So yeah. like you can play, you know, but like, yeah, when you do stand-up, you're like, even when you're talking shit, you're being like vulnerable about like what you really. Yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, I feel like people who see my stand-up, they're probably just like, wow, that girl really hates men. <laughs> you know? Mm. Um, and they're right. But <laughs> <laughs> and if you're a female stand-up, that's definitely always going to be a pretty strong message. Like, yeah. I um, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole recently. Um, I started like, I started just trying to... So there's a, a comedian friend of mine. Um, do you know, he's, he's a bit infamous in the Berlin scene, mm. um, Victor Petrashkin? Actually, I don't. Okay, he's he's uh, he was in the UK for a long time, and then he um has he has a strong relationship coming over and doing shows in right. Berlin, and then um he was in Barcelona, blah blah blah. Anyway, when we were in Barcelona, we we're hanging out. He he basically sp- split the stand up comedy scene in Berlin. Ooh. Uh, because he did a. He did a he's, he he tested something on stage that was completely unformed, but it was just a comment. Right. And then there was a woman in the crowd who uh, went crazy on social media oh, about I think it. I read, you know, I think I saw yeah. that. Right. Yeah. And there was a Berlin comedians group, mm-hmm. and then uh, everyone who disagreed with. How oh, people... I, I remember this the mm-hmm. <laughs> exodus into the, the, yeah. the new safe group. Yeah. I like this whole like. Oh, I don't even get me started. Yeah. Well, the new group is called Berlin Comedians Who Don't Shit on Other Comedians. <laughs> so a safe space is what it is. Like it's it's a it's a safe yeah it is it's a safe space like not like the yeah it's just like you can you know you can do uh yeah like assuming like, it's that whole thing of like when Bill Burr gets like labeled as a misogynist or you know or all of those like people it's like. Uh, you can take one thing out of context and of course it sounds like that, but you're not giving the comic the credit for, you know, all the other thinking and all the other stuff that they said before and that there's a joke here and that it's a different perspective. I'm not a massive defender of Bill Burr, but that was just the first uh-huh. person I thought of. I've heard some of his stuff and it's like, ooh, but if you watch the whole thing, you're like, he's a smart man and there's, he's coming at it from a different angle and this is interesting. But um, yeah, the, the idea is uh, that people give each other credit for not being racist, misogynistic. Like there's no hate speech in there, of course, but right. it's like, you know, just giving people credit for the fact that they're not. Uh, so Victor, 
<laughs> so yeah, what he said at this this open mic was um, he basically said, and it was during Black Lives Matter, like when it was really um, at a at a high point uh, of, of of tension last year. Um, he said just one line, and it was basically like. Um, quote unquote, uh, Brianna's a, a weird name. Right. Now, not a good joke. There's no joke there, but it was, um, it was, yeah. And it was just like, set it there. And then that was the end of the set. And this woman got very upset. And then everyone's like, well, you know, Victor is clearly, um, racist and doesn't support Black Lives Matter and all of this stuff. I feel like it's always, I mean, yeah, I wasn't there obviously. Yeah. And but I, I wasn't like there either. It's such a jump from people to go from criticism to like, you're calling me racist. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's like, but I mm-hmm. think people always have the right to call out, like, that was a really fucking ignorant statement to totally. me. And like, I just, totally. I'm very of the of opinion that like, you need to be able to take it. Like, I, I agree. You need to be able to take it. But at the same time going, you need to be banned from doing comedy and the comedy club should never let you play and all of these things. I think these kinds of reactions, it's like, look, you can have a conversation about it. He can go, yeah, it was dumb. And then that's it. Like, and I but think that's where. It, did that, ha- like, I, I would be like did that happen where yeah. he's like oh i'm owning up to it it's like it sounds like it created uh, yeah. some big chasm of like oh now we gotta well, have a place where we can say things without people ever having issues with them or yeah something. i think it was more like it being discussed so uh, intensely on social media it's like guys like you're publishing this in an open uh, space you know mm-hmm. have a conversation like and i i don't like any <clears throat> vilific like vilification or just like slamming someone on an online platform have a conversation understand their perspective it doesn't work on a on a facebook page and um so anyway i like victor is a he he, he divides people right for sure uh, yeah i've not come across him yeah he's um and he says some outrageous shit and i've turned to him after sets and been like dude when you say that that sounds really racist uh, if you're going to shit on brown people, you need to shit on yourself first, even though you're talking about your best, like your best mate who's brown, like it, you, you need to balance that. Like there's ways of being like edgy and silly about those things without it coming off. Like you're actually d- being discriminatory or, or yeah. Stereotyping Is he a white people. dude? Yeah. He's, he's Romanian. Right. <clears throat> Poor white dude. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, in Barcelona, he's also like likes to push things on, on feminine, like the feminist agenda and things like that, like as in question <gasps> stuff. <laughs> shocker. A shocker. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and uh, and he made a comment to me. He's like, you know, when women when women uh, get annoyed at a man holding a door open for them, it's like you know, why, why are you getting annoyed? Like channel, you're a bit at like, what, you know, what, what, I didn't do anything. And I, and I argued with him. I was like, dude, when a woman gets upset at a man for like condescending to her or being nice, it's not like, it's not that moment. It's that we have been abused and murdered for generations. And so I was like, started writing this, um, this thing, like seeing if I can like make a bit out of it. And, uh, and so I started researching, uh, the current rates around femicide. And the current statistics still, yeah. and it's increased during the pandemic, is that six women are murdered around the world every hour. Yeah. What? And 80, like something like 80% of those um, like murders are uh, by current partners or ex-partners. Yeah. It's insane. It is. It gives me cold shivers. It's like, and like one of my first thoughts is just like, wow like why if women have this information like why are we still having sex with men like why are we all lesbians it is so sick that we do this to ourselves why are we just taking men's semen and putting it in little vials and then killing them like i I don't understand (laughs) 
<laughs> one of my like it's kind of my it's one of my oldest jokes and yeah. like I still whatever it's like a quick one that I do in mm-hmm. a lot of shows but it's like oh you know my friends say that I'm too picky when it comes to dating but mm-hmm. like I just want to be selective when I'm choosing the man who's going to murder me exactly <laughs> you know exactly I think I've heard you say that but once, it's maybe. like yeah I don't know it is it's it's weird this like uh, you know, because, like, I talk about hating men. Obviously, I don't hate men. I fucking Obviously love not. Like, yeah, Jesus course. Christ. It's, of like, course. my favorite thing is crushing on somebody. Fuck yeah. But, like, yeah. It, it's But it's so, like, crazy that this is the power dynamic that we deal mm-hmm. with. Like, we are us disgusting, like, especially if you're hetero. Like, we're yeah. attracted to men, but they're also, like, our biggest predator. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And they're... it sounds dramatic, but it's not dramatic. It's, not I tra- mean, it's just a fact. I've been assaulted multiple times. I like most of my friends have, you know and yeah. it's like and we power through and we still yeah. fuck these guys by choice like right. a little credit please yeah just a little just, just a like, little credit if we Hello. get angry when you hold a door open <laughs> let us be angry man like at least we're not murdering you mm. you know it's uh yeah. it's insane and like you look at our and I talked about this a few times but like you know you look at our our mother's generation and then like before that it's like you know, all of our mums are a bit crazy because think about like how many opportunities they haven't had mm. to just be themselves and to, and you know, to shamelessly yeah. exist based on what they want to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, and of course there's, you know, on the flip side and like men always want to, you know, of course it exists on the flip side that men have also had pressures and there's all also issues with, you know, um, the, the tight definition of masculinity yeah, and how much that sure. blocks men. But at the same time, you look at like, yeah, but like, you know, look how many women have died, man. Like, look how many women continue to die. And it's, um, I don't know, like, yeah. uh, patriarchy is bad news for everyone. It's, it is bad news for everybody. And I think, like, being in a country like Germany, you know, the, the, the statistics are better for us here. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like, I I haven't – I've been quite lucky. Touch wood. I haven't been assaulted that many times. Like, I, you know, I had a bad incident with that fanboy that I fucked last right. year. He, he hit me during sex without asking consent. Fuck. And uh, it wasn't like, you know – Yeah. It wasn't really bad, but it was like, oh <laughs> – and then, like, guys trying to choke me without asking. And it's yeah. like, mm, that's a really easy way to kill me, dude. And, <laughs> so, like, how yeah. confident are you? Yeah. You've got this under control, you know? Like, what am I just... What? Um, but then outside of... The, and then I've had, like, a, a boyfriend, um, like, yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of, like, like push me around and sort of mm. like try and kind of strangle me with his foot once. Yikes. Um, but that's, and, oh, and then my ex-husband, he would. He so would... just a few times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, and then the ex-husband would throw things, but like he, he never, um, yeah, he never, like there was. Shit no, Yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, just break things and like it was, it was very violent. But um, never like fists, you know. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, you know, outside of that, I've been very lucky. Like that's that's it. And yeah. um, but you like uh, have your um, instances of assault been in relationship or by complete strangers or mostly not in re- only one was like within a relationship, um, and that was more. Oh, it was just like 
fiery abuse like I don't know but it, it was that it was short-lived so mm-hmm. that was fine mm-hmm. um certainly strangers you know being mm-hmm. like absolutely fucking molested <laughs> and uh yeah but, but 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 grabs but mm-hmm. spanks yeah yeah but I think the worst for me is the experiences I had with men that like weren't well, wasn't necessarily dating like we were friends mm-hmm. and you know we were maybe flirty friends mm-hmm. and then things happened where I was like whoa that was really fucked up mm-hmm. like doing things without permission and mm-hmm. um, I mean there's obviously the whole like blackout drunk situation and stuff oh it's, yeah it's I haven't more counted like those you, ones. <laughs> yeah really yeah but uh yeah it's just like when you think you can trust someone and then you're like holy shit you actually don't respect my autonomy at all <laughs> Yeah, I had I had a um, most recent incident of that. Uh, yeah, like I finally started fucking someone um, towards the, in the in the end of the lockdown that we just had. So I don't know around like March or something, mm-hmm. February, and um, yeah, and we were having sex like once every once when I felt like it. You yeah. Know? And, uh, yeah, like I was busy, you know, I was, bu- yeah. I was busy with my podcast. I was busy oh, with okay. other projects and, um, and yeah. And then there was this incident where he wasn't hearing the fact that I didn't want to have sex and he like got on top of me. And then I was like, like, I hadn't said the words no, but I already said, I don't want to have sex. I'm too tired. Right. Not like, um, nah like uh i've got to get working soon like it wasn't like a specific like no but like it was i don't want to have sex and i'm tired and i've got to get up soon and then he got on top of me and i was like like what are you doing and then he was like he forcibly tried to open my legs and i was like uh and there was like he even made the comment like wow your legs are stronger than i Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then I was like, no, like I don't want to have sex. And like I really I was pushing yeah. his body off me and he yeah. was like trying not to get off me. Yeah. And uh and I didn't realize what had happened until like that night I was just like cooking and I just started crying yeah. and I was like, holy shit, he didn't respect my will what I want to do at all. Like yeah. he ignored me, ignored me. And then he, he was even physically forcing himself. And like, yes, he didn't rape me, but he, he wasn't respecting any yeah. of my boundaries. Mm-hmm. It was insane. And it was like, fuck man. Like I finally had someone I could regularly have sex with. And yeah. then you've gone and done that. Uh, that like I, years ago when I was in Toronto, I went on this date and, uh, yeah, like we were getting, you know, it was like good flirty vibes and mm-hmm. stuff. And then we came back, we watched a movie. We we're watching it on my bed and like, he starts to like you know we're making out and then Mm -hmm. I was like no like I don't want to and like I feel like there sometimes comes to a point when you're especially like this guy I didn't know him very well you know and he was like a big buff like strong guy you know yeah and so like there's this thing where you're like if I just kind of like say "Mm, I don't really want to but then I kind of just concede and give in then it's just a me thing where like, oh, I, you know, I let it happen. But mm-hmm. if you say no, mm-hmm. then it's because if you say no and they don't listen, then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, now I am. But now I am being raped. Now I'm in danger. Yeah. yeah. So it's like if you don't say no, then I mean this, you know, I was much younger when I had like, no, I mean, this can happen at any age and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, looking back at that scenario, like I felt so weird afterwards and I was trying to pin, you know, I'm like, but mm-hmm. I mean, I let, you know, what's the big deal? I just like. Gay, but I was Gay like, man. no, Amanda, you didn't, didn't feel want... you had a choice. You know, there was yeah. nobody else at home in your apartment. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, you mm-hmm. had a choice between giving in and 
being attacked is what yeah. it felt like. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, when they don't listen to the no, and yeah. they don't, and then they're not like, oh, okay, well, like, yeah. Uh, I I did speak to this person. I did speak to this person nice. afterwards, and um, and he was shocked. He had no idea, and he was really apologetic. And it's like cool. Yeah. But I kind of prefaced the whole chat with, "So I'm never gonna sleep with you again." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I've lost my trust there, and he was like, "This is gonna affect all of my sexual encounters in the future." I'm like, "Good." Good. Fucking Absolutely. good. Like I, this is a gift. Yeah. Yeah. And I had this other guy. He was like a he was like a friend. He was like a bartender at a place I used to go to a lot. We like mm-hmm. always had flirty vibes. It was mm-hmm. great. And then one time we like, yeah, got together, brought him home, and then like I'm a big believer in safe sex. Mm-hmm. Uh and next thing like there's no condom. And I was like and you know, benefit of the doubt was like, oh, it broke, it felt you know, yeah, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. Total yeah, yeah. benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, what's going on? And he was like, Oh shit, sorry. And so mm-hmm. I was like, Okay, I've got more. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, you know? Yeah. So like next thing it's gone again. No. And I was like, dude, get the fuck out. And he was like, what? I, I thought you, like, he was trying to be all like, I thought you knew that, you know, oh, I thought that fuck it was like, off. like, uh, yeah, I was that. And that was like, um, oh, how long ago was that? It wasn't like crazy long ago, but uh, it really like f- fucked me up. Like, yeah. you know, because I was like, this is a guy I've, I don't know him super, super well, but like, yeah. we've known him a long time. You've great, you know, I trusted this guy. Yeah, exactly. And like thought, thought, oh, this is a guy I can just have a bit of fun with. Yeah. And like, no, no, you know, and no he, respect. Uh, yeah, we like, you know, he was apologetic, like in the moment when he was apologetic, it felt a bit like shit. But then like later we had like a proper talk and mm-hmm. it felt like a very genuine apology. Mm-hmm. And I like, that's fine. But, mm-hmm. but that's not the first time that kind of thing has happened. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. dude, you know, this, this is technically illegal. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you can't, that is right. Ra- like yeah. that is not, that is not what I consented to. Yeah. Apparently, recently in New Zealand, there was a court ruling that a guy taking a condom off without consent during yep. sex is rape. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, yeah, that's, that's not be. okay. Yeah. Funny story this morning. <laughs> <laughs> On to a slightly lighter topic. I had my first, like, condom dis- condom disappearance act uh yeah like it's the first time i've actually had to like dig inside and pull something out yeah. like and it was fucking far back man it was like i got these new condoms that don't um that like they hold on no matter what they're very good the lelo condoms wonderful nice but i was using the ones that he had which are good like they're like the the bio environmentally friendly <laughs> <laughs> the ritex ones but they're good but you yeah, throw them I, in the green bin? The, yeah, put them in the green bin. <laughs> <laughs> just put them in your pants. Mm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and like we're, we're trying to have safe sex. Like I I don't use contraception uh, except for condoms. Uh-huh. Like I, I refuse hormone treatment. Uh, I yeah. was on it for too long. Like I did it for like 11 years of my life. And it's like, right. dude, I feel different. Not really? being on that, yeah. Uh-huh. Are you on the pill? I am. I've been on it mostly for twenty years. I wow. had like a couple of. I went on it first for like heavy periods, mm-hmm. um, then stayed on it for fun. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but I've been pretty like I know most of my friends have horror stories. I think I've just been really lucky. Yeah. Um, horror stories in what sense? In, like how like that would terms affect... of how it's affected their mental health, their mood, all sorts of things. Look, when I, I yeah came off it briefly. I did notice, like, at first I was much hornier, which was yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like my sex drive is still very high when I'm, so, yeah. I didn't I didn't notice any side effects with the one that I was on, but the one that I was on uh, had a whole bunch of lawsuits against it. Was it Yaz? Yeah, it was okay. Yasmin. Yeah. <laughs> 
thousand Yasmin, and because uh, it didn't have any side effects, but mm. I do have a, like a family history of heart disease, right. and it's like I can't believe my doctors allowed me to have yeah. that. But um, the change that I felt, I really felt a reconnection with my hormones and like nice. a natural, like my own rhythm and then actually um it, it was a it was a couple of years before I started tracking my period and I really love tracking my period and and not just tracking the period like tracking your mood tracking mm-hmm. your fluids yeah. you know like that's I really know when I'm ovulating that's cool I really know when I'm about to have my period and it's been uh, like three years of data collection now maybe four years uh three years yeah yeah and um and it's accurate nice it like it is accurate um ho- yeah let's see let's see my periods due in a couple, <laughs> a couple of days and we've been having slightly less uh you know it's, it's bad it's bad but it's it bad, happens but it's so good it's so good it's so bad that it's good it's, it's and it's it's like it's evil that like it's not evil but it's yeah. like it's so base human right. to want to not have any plastic between it's... you just kernel it is kind of like i like to liken it to you know like how mothers have to have like they do skin on skin contact yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true though i mean it's it like one of the most base things that we still do i mean everything else that we do is so like that we have to like eating you know mm-hmm. but the way we eat is so unnatural you know like yeah. put something in the microwave sit down with a knife and fork. it's yeah. so like weird yeah it is weird but we still just fuck like animals we do no, oh, I love fucking like an animal. <laughs> yeah, pulling that thing out this after, this morning was just like that's crazy, man. I uh, yeah, like there's all those horror, not horror stories, but like funny stories of women, you know, yeah. losing it and then like squatting and it coming out at work or something. <laughs> like, uh, I just had to dig deep. Nice. Yeah, nice. Really nice. Uh, so tell me something. Tell me something. Do you have any um anything adults only related specifically? Oh, like we've gosh. gone we've gone on some pretty it's great i haven't had these chats for a while like yeah like fucking women being abused (laughs) and like fucked up consent um situations but yeah any anything on Mm. the spectrum of uh anything adults only really uh i don't know i mean yeah i was saying to you earlier that i've been thinking a lot lately about like relationships and Mm -hmm. and sex and stuff Mm -hmm. and like what i want because obviously we're like growing up and it's like oh you you meet someone you get married you have blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> yeah right it's still it's still very it's still deep in very the deep. subconscious it, everywhere in the body it's like oh settle oh yeah. kids oh stability big time yeah so yeah i've been like really especially in this past year i mean we've all had so much more time with this pandemic to like <laughs> think about like the big shit like mm-hmm. what am i doing selling you know 40 hours of my life a week and like what do i yeah. want and like blah 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 yeah um and so that's been kind of cool because yeah i've been totally rethinking like this kind of like uh relationship anarchy sort of mm-hmm. idea where like mm-hmm. uh i mean monogamy i think doesn't it's funny to say monogamy doesn't work for me because i've typically always bit like i'm not somebody who like can't be monogamous like mm-hmm. i never when i'm with somebody i'm very um what's the word like loyal and dedicated mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but i was with someone for like eight years when i was younger and like it oh. still never but I, I don't like who I, I don't know. I think I lose so much of myself yeah. when I'm, I don't know. I guess it's just like cool that now there are options. Like that people are just mm-hmm. like, oh, monogamy is just one way of doing it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's something I've been like thinking a lot about. Yeah, I, 
Yeah, I've got a I've got a friend who recently ended something because the woman didn't want to be open. Mm. And uh, yeah, and, and a bit of what we were saying earlier, I think it it so much depends on like the di- dynamic of who you're with. Yeah, like I think there really are people that can allow you to um, feel. Like that you want to do stuff like that with. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. There's like there's still a fear in me that monogamy might not work, but I do have a very good um, uh, role model uh, thing. My parents, my my mom and my stepdad uh-huh. are so solid, man. Yeah. Like I do, I do. There is this inter, like interdependency thing that I'm not like yeah interdependency thing that I'm not a or codependency thing that I'm I I dislike but mm-hmm. i think you can be smart about like i'm very different from my mom and that i know what i want and i know what i want to be doing and i've had enough time as a single person to develop rhythms and like um what's the word like not routines but mm-hmm. that kind of routines around valuing my projects yeah. and my creative output and my friendships as well big time because yeah. you know of all like one of the biggest things i learned from all of my relationship breakdowns was like have your own set of friends always oh <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah really like do not like they can they can intermingle but they're still sure. your friends and you still need to it's so important to still give time to your mates one-on-one. Yeah. Do not always have your partner around. No, yeah. it's not It's not their friendship. It's your friendship. Mm-hmm. And uh, encouraging that on the other side as well, as well as like, yeah, so I think I've had enough time. I hope, yeah. yeah. And, with, and with comedy, like I will, I don't care what day of the, like what's happening for you, my love. Like if it's your birthday or what, like I will do a show. Yeah. <laughs> I will be doing comedy every night yeah. I can do comedy and I'm taking every opportunity like that. And I will, I will be present for you for things that are special for you. But like my projects come mm-hmm. first. first. Yeah. They do come first because that's me. That's my life energy and what gives me joy. Being with you also gives me joy, but we need to support each other around each other's yeah. life and that's joy. what a partner or the right partner is gonna like love about you that yeah. you put your shit first you know? yeah 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 this yeah. new guy really likes it which is uh really cool nice. really cool yeah yeah it's uh it's so weird to be seeing someone <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy i felt like it was gonna be impossible yeah um to ever find that and to find someone who like isn't like oh why are you doing shows all the time or why are you you know like just like he wants to hang out but he's like he's also like i'm so proud of you like you're doing so well and i love like i love that you want to go home and like work on your stuff and that you've got shows every night and that um yeah like he he's getting energy like he's saying that he's motivated by me to pursue his stuff more and it's like great good do it create totally create yeah um so what's your ideal then like a sex relationship um dream that you think right now right now the ideal like yeah this kind of a solo polyamory thing where like you're i mean it sounds real cheesy but like your first uh like you're your basically your primary partner so like Mm kind of like yeah you're you're putting because i just value my free time so much and i mean i think monogamy works for loads of people i know like, in my family and my friends, I have so mm-hmm. many people in, like, sweet, fucking, like, great ones. But I think I'm just the kind of person who loses so much of myself when I'm, like, hmm. I don't know. I you don't think you could find a, a dynamic not, where you could keep mm, yourself? I, I mean, I probably could if I wanted to, but I just think, like, being in open... Like, I, my, one of my favorite things in the whole world is, like, 
your first like when you connect with somebody mm-hmm. new and that first kiss mm-hmm. and like getting to know them and I'm like I don't want to give that up for like the thought for me the thought of like kind of meeting somebody and then you put all your eggs in one basket and you're like okay we're doing this now and like mm-hmm. you know that whole side of you that like loves connecting with other people in like a romantic way or a mm-hmm. sexual way like mm-hmm. you got to put that on ice like Mm. and not you know and like you not Mm. like there's so many relationships these days where like you can still have like a solid primary like relationship and like you're you're building a future together and you can be open and like explore those things still but I think even that is too much for me like I think even like maybe it's too much in what sense like uh that I mean I'm sure there's some commitment phobia in there for sure like there's no doubt some of it but I don't think that's all of it like I think it's also just that, like, I want to be constantly, like, pushing myself to connect with new people. And I don't mm. want to feel, like, guilty that, like, oh, I've told this person that, like, we're we're on this one track or, mm-hmm. you know. I just, like, I think it really just boils down to that I think I'm the best version of myself. Like, the version that I'm happiest with, that's mm-hmm. the most creative, that's the most, like, fun, that has the most time for their friends. Like, all of this when I'm not kind of tied to like mm-hmm. one person in this way so mm-hmm. yeah I think the ideal the like dream is just like doing my own thing and then having these like incredible romantic I mean but that that's the other thing that like not one person has to like fill every void mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. or the whole thing so yeah having these like fill incredible romantic or sexual or crushes or whatever yeah mm. yeah interesting I um yeah I like for example, oh man, should I talk about it? I don't want to talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> yeah, all right. So like, um, so like th- there, there are you know people that are around that I could have sex with, right? Right. And uh, and I'm seeing this person, and we haven't had a chat about okay. about what we're doing. Right. How long has? Because I'm always. Yeah. I, I love hearing about this stuff. Like, when do people have the chat? Yeah, like... right. Well, what's what's funny is um, the last, uh, I would say, like, I don't know, maybe I want to say six. That's what came into my head. But that's because it's six weeks. I have this thing that's been going for the last uh, almost two years, maybe a year. Yeah, I don't know, two, two years now. Uh, the longest I ever see someone is six weeks. Right. Yeah. The longest I, I keep the sex and mm-hmm. the, that intimate intimacy going is six weeks and then after six weeks i'm like no (laughs) (laughs) this this isn't working (laughs) this isn't this is yeah it's not giving me what i need or this whatever and um and i think we're about to i think we're about to like i'm about to hit the six weeks uh let me just double check it's kind of lame that i know exactly (laughs) i know what day we hooked up because i moved into this apartment yeah the morning you don't have to justify it i'm just I remember the date that I first had, like, vaginal sex. <laughs> the very first date you had yeah, vaginal sex? I do. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, then. Well, when was yours? Uh, September 2nd, uh, 20... What was the year I moved to Toronto? I was I was 23 years old. Wow. That's a fact about me. That's interesting. That's l- I was a slut, but... <laughs> <laughs> Not that ethical. Uh, Twenty three. Why? Yeah. Why did it take uh, you so long? Catholic guilt, mostly. What, wow. Yeah. I hear that so much from 
the Irish. Yeah, it's terrible. Twenty three. I, I mean, I had I wasn't like I had been coming all over the place. Like I, had, <laughs> <laughs> just a fountain stream. Yeah, it was. was. Like, wow. Yeah, I like because I had a boyfriend. I had a boyfriend for eight years, from fifteen to twenty three. And, like, that's why I feel like I'm very good at, like, That's <laughs> fascinating. Why weren't you, pe- penet- why wasn't he penetrating you? He was very patient. Like, can you believe, like, imagine going out with somebody for eight years and, like, not. Because I genuinely was, like, even though I was on the pill at this point for my periods anyway, I genuinely was, like, if I have sex, I'm going to get pregnant. I believe if I have an abortion, I will go to hell. Oh, so I cannot have sex. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So he would just finger you. He'd just do all sorts of Quarrel, yeah, everything. Yeah, that's a lot of time it's a together. Long time. And what did like? Did you end up having? No, <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> even with him. I knew that was coming. Oh my god! We broke up, and I moved to Toronto, and I met this guy in Craigslist who was selling a concert ticket. Oh, dude! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's amazing. Yeah. Still one of the best. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> For real. We had good, we had very good chemistry. Wow. <laughs> Your first time having vaginal sex. Mm. You call that one of the best. Oh, sorry. Not the first time. He was one of the, like, because oh, okay. we continued okay, okay, to see each other for a while. No, no, no. That was ridiculous. We, I went to his parent. <laughs> he lived in the suburb, you know, the suburbs of Toronto. And so, mm-hmm. like, I went out to his, like, you know, white picket fence, like, big you know fancy house with like the sprinkler and everything yeah. and stayed over and uh he didn't i did not tell him that yeah, i <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I think most people in their 20s who are yeah. technically virgins do, do not, not want to say broadcast that. No. and so again safe sex going at it and then he was like uh indicating that he was about ready and i was like not inside <laughs> and he, you said not inside. i said not inside and he was like I'm, I'm wearing a... And I was like, I'll explain later. <laughs> and so then afterwards, I was like, I'm sorry. I know that's a bit paranoid, but I just... I've never, oh, you mean uh, like, don't come inside yeah. when you're inside me. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, what? He's, got a, he's, he's wearing a condom. And you're like, don't put that inside me. <laughs> just rub it on the outside. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. That's, that's a lot of fear of it pregnancy. It was so much baggage. Oh, my God. Wow. It really was so ridiculous. And like, even because I, you know, I, because of a lot of that stuff, I feel like I came late to some parts of feminism. Like I was anti-abortion until wow. like, I, I tried to make up for it. Like once, like in my early twenties, I was like working with this activist group and like, you know, handing up flyers and like mm-hmm. trying to make amends. Well, make amends just for your sentiment or were you actively anti-abortion? Oh, no. I, I mean, when I was younger, when I say act- actively, I mean, I would be on message boards, you know, I would be like. Being no like, shit. well, if you kept your legs crossed. Oh, you piece yeah. of shit. Okay, but then you made up for it. You yeah. made up for it. I you mean, made I, up. That, that was when I was like a young teen. I mean, we were just fed so much bullshit totally, at totally. school. It's, it's yeah. Oh. But like you, you, yeah, yeah. You, you, you were educated. You saw things different. You I was also changed, just a yeah. self-righteous little fucking shit, you know. <laughs> oh, la la. But, uh... That's so interesting, Amanda. <laughs> I love that. That's. Juicy. That's juicy shit. Do you have material based on the fact that you were anti-abortion and uh, went to a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's gold right mm-hmm. there. That's crazy shit. That's so interesting. And secret shame. <laughs> um. Wow. Okay. There's a lot in there. Twenty three. And I love that it was just with a dude that you bought a ticket from <laughs> Craigslist. That's far. Oh, I do feel bad for that that guy. The first love. Yeah, man. That's a bit tough, yeah. but. But he, it was his choice as well. Totally. He could have been like, fuck this. Yeah. 
And he, he must have been, what, religious as well? No. No, he was ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> he was not religious. <gasps> no, he was just extremely uh, patient and... Uh... In love. <laughs> I guess so. I think so. Yeah. That's a lot of love. Yeah. Eight years, no penetrative sex you can do you can have lots of other you fun. can have yeah, yeah i mean yeah, yeah. yeah he wasn't getting blue balls but still i mean that doesn't it's, exist it's but yes <laughs> you don't believe in that do you <laughs> i want to i want to check this date again because i want to say the oh, 22nd yeah. to the 22nd and then one two ah tomorrow will be six weeks okay how do you feel my, oh i feel like this is like the closest thing to being a good thing for me in a very long wow. time yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like very aligned on a lot of things and uh, like in terms of lifestyle and openness to things mm-hmm. and craziness. And he's not a comedian, but he's very funny. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. that's yeah. what you want. Yeah, he cracks me up constantly. Nice. And um, yeah, and just like heaps of mutual appreciation and respect and space. And um, uh, and he's got like a really strong sense of responsibility. and. Yeah, but like not like a fucking police officer kind of style. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like we take drugs together and we're a bit silly, but then like we we're like oh, you know, like that was you know like not crazy, you know, yeah. like not not like this um kind of chaotic inter- like destructive sort yeah, of yeah exactly not this kind of uh, drug consumption that mm-hmm. is masking um yeah any level like any level of self work or anything yeah. like not not that at all. So it's um yeah yeah six weeks tomorrow fun. Oh la la, oh la la. And okay, so the conversation, yeah, we haven't had the conversation. Right. And so I've had this like boy uh, in my vicinity that I'm not flirting with or doing anything, maybe like, you know, yeah, light flirt, but like not with any intention behind it. But I'm like, I really feel like, I, I, in terms of this whole um, non monogamy thing, what I took away from being sober for a year and also like not seeing anyone and really being with myself is mm-hmm. that. Like with my projects, you know, with comedy, with with my 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 body and everything, seeing more than one person for me is uh, is kind of like work, you know. Like, and it's and the amount of um, a conversation that creates in your head and needing to process the two things and wanting to, it's like I'm not anti um, polyamory in any way, but I just feel like it's a lot more work. I feel like, especially for like people who have like three and four partners like Dude, i don't I, know where i mean like you can't have partners where like you you know people have different commitment um what do you call it needs mm, you know but mm. like a lot of it seems to be a lot of um scheduling <laughs> yeah like i have i'm lucky if i see like one or two of my friends a week yeah yeah to, yeah mm-hmm. and then you know with shows and then with my st- it's just like i don't have the time for more than one partner yeah and also it's like it's it's like the physical time and then it's also the emotional time processing what's happening in those relationships because when you're sexually and like love romantically intimate with mm-hmm. someone there's a lot of stuff that that triggers from your past there's a lot of um figuring out what like where you're at like there's just a lot Big of processing time. yeah and i don't like one person is a lot already you know having a new person in my life and and seeing them you know a few a few times a week it's already like 
like I don't feel conflicted. I feel uh-huh. like I've got my like a few projects have slipped a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> but you're in the beginning stages too, you know. Yeah, it's totally. Like, it's on. like we're yeah, it's uh, we're super cute. We got <laughs> we got very very drunk yeah on the way home on Saturday night after after England beat Ukraine uh-huh. and. Um, we were just that disgusting couple on the train, like Aww. swinging from the rails and like yeah. taking our masks off and making out. And I just, I'm assuming that everybody <laughs> hated yeah. our guts, uh, but it was like, it's well, good to be the couple everybody hates once yeah, in a while. It's been so long. <laughs> and then like the next day, like, you know, going to my show and like sitting on the train, like going from vetting to Friedrichshain and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, let's sit on this seat on the train. And it's like the single seat. And he's like, yeah, you can sit on my lap. And I was like, oh my God, this is so fucking cute. Like yeah. I like, no, like it, I feel like it's been so long since the guys like sit on my lap for right? a 20 minute train oh. ride. <laughs> I love that shit. Oh my God. I just love that. Like, ugh. like, and I was like, yeah, but what? Like, and he was like, no, just sit on me. I was like, oh my God, this is so cute. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's so cute. You want this. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying myself. It's really, I'm stoked for you to break the six week barrier. Yeah. It's cool. Tomorrow, baby. <laughs> Tomorrow. I'm going to be six weeks. I'm going to work in it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but still no chat. Still no chat. I just yeah, I just I just feel like um, it's naturally in this kind of like, I don't know, like with my lack of interest in pursuing anything. Yeah. Like, okay, so like little boy around. I'm like, "Hmm, Mm -hmm. should I fuck this guy? And then it's like already I'm so aware of how much conversation that then creates in my head. Right. About how I don't feel right about it, even though I don't have some monogamous thing. It's Mm -hmm. still just like. It's just feelings. Yeah. And it's conflicting things. And it's like, why engage in that when I know I'm interested in something over here with the guy I'm seeing? Why yeah. engage with sex when it's like, who, who who benefits from this? Yeah. If you're not really feeling like that drawn towards it, like, then. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels like a distraction. And like, uh, if anything, something that would cut away at my sense of um, confidence in this blossoming, mm. you know, intimate thing yeah relationship thing relationship thing i left drumsticks at his house today because i was like uh so often i've been at his house before going to rehearsal Uh and i was like can i leave these drumsticks here and he was like yeah you can i was like oh i'm leaving stuff in his house (laughs) yeah really (sighs) yeah yeah but like from the first week we both had toothbrushes at each other's house so it's like i don't know it doesn't yeah yeah the drumsticks meant more it's like <laughs> i'm gonna be here more um all right what are you doing uh what are you doing comedy wise and like do you have any uh, like what, are you getting back into things what's happening uh improv is start actually i have a show in two weeks mm-hmm. uh at rohit's show revolver no oh. other one Oh, it's an improv one. Uh, it's stand up, and then it's like a few stand ups, and then improv. Ah, yeah, it's like comedy versus stand up. Uh, improv versus stand up. Is it that oh, one? What no. The fuck, it's a new thing. I think. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm not in that. Yeah. I'm not in the bubble. <laughs> so yeah, doing that, and then like most improv starts back in like August, which will be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm like, yeah, I gotta get back up and start doing stand up again. Maybe I'll do, do an improv show. Do an improv show. Because I do like I've done a, like I love the comedy shows where you have to improvise. Like it's not improv, improv. It's like you know reacting to a suggest like to yeah. A, a I love that or too. The like the improv versus stand up where you're just like giving prompts and you gotta like 
get mad at stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I love I love doing that stuff. So it'd be interesting to actually do like a yeah a more of a improv improv thing. Yeah, just to have done it. Yeah, just like German comedy. I'm gonna do a German set soon. Oh wow. Yeah, Good it's about you. time. It's about time. I'm 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 ready. I live with a German comedian now, so it's okay. Like, yeah, you'll have God's tips. Yeah, I could not do comedy in German. Oh my god, it's not the most appealing thing. <laughs> I'm not that. Like, uh, there's a German comedian who's super wanting me to do it, Hans Talhammer, and uh, and we translated my jokes one time, and I never wanted to go on stage in German after that. I was just like, this. I feel like all the jokes that I had have just, are just, are just. Just destroyed sucked like, the joy right out sucked the joy oh. out oh my god so i was like okay and then like i processed that for a while i was like okay no i just need to write jokes in german like they need to come to me in german and you gotta use your yeah your deutsch brain yeah exactly so i've got a couple of little things but i just uh, and there's a couple of jokes that i think would actually translate they're just like pure content yeah and there's not really a yeah it's not like some puzzle it's just like no it's crazy um so yeah i think there'll be a couple of things and then i'll have done it then i'll have done it then you'll have done it then i'll have done comedy in three languages god damn it oh wow what else have you done uh italian oh right on yeah i like it's much easier than german it's the same sentence structure <laughs> so it's not easy it's easy but yeah getting back to italy to do some stand-up would be nice too Ooh. yeah um so do you have anything to plug uh plug, plug, plug? no i don't think i do do you try to gather followers on some kind of social media platform uh i'll take them <laughs> uh yeah i think my what is my facebook it's amanda king lol nice it's my facebook uh thingy perfect i was wondering how you could fit like lol or like a yeah the amanda bb king <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. All right, let's wrap it up. That's been so much fun. Oh, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. <laughs> and uh, that's been Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Uh, goodbye. Bye.